0: Hi friend, welcome to Heartbeats, a storytelling podcast taking place in an extraordinary land filled with ordinary people. I am your
1: storyteller Xander, and here with me are Rob and Jazz.
2: So let's take a trip into town and see what's going on, shall we?
1: We last left off with you guys uh, helping Jessie uh, save her dog Gum-Gum. Though we did find out Gum Gum wasn't in trouble, he just uh, lost track of time with his two great
0: friends. Do you guys remember their names?
2: Bianca.
0: No, Jock doesn't remember. Jock doesn't remember either of their names. <laughs> yes, Bianca was one of them.
2: I have the other one down as Tanuki, but I I don't think that's the name.
0: You no, know, that's what he was. I don't think did no. we catch his name? He was I King don't think
2: so. Oh, he,
1: wa- he was King. He is Raccoon King. He is just he is just the king. Um so yeah, so you met Gum Gum's friends, Bianca and King, and you returned Gum Gum, Jesse was super excited, and uh you guys have an open invitation to dinner at some point in the future, uh where she said that she'll let you know. But speaking of dinner, you guys are currently, back at the Sheep's Head Inn, getting ready to have dinner with Astrin. Uh, As Charlene mentioned, the most beautiful woman in the world.
2: I stand by that statement.
1: (laughs) Yes. So how are you guys getting
0: ready to go to this uh, tavern? Jacques is in his room, and he's got his suitcase uh, laid out, and he sort of put all of his clothes away into his cupboard. And um, he's holding up three different outfits to compare which one he wants to wear. Um, and you can sort of see um, sort of his upper body and his kind of dissatisfaction between the different outfits. And then sort of the frame of reference zooms out and you realize that he's just holding up three different identical charcoal suits. Um, they're pretty <laughs> much exactly the same. Okay. The only difference is a different colored tie on each of them. And what are these colored ties for the for the suits? Um, one is a really floral pattern, um, kind of paisley florals um, in kind of pastel colors. Mm-hmm. One is just a charcoal black tie that matches the suit perfectly. And the third one is just a matte purple color, uh, a, f- a dark purple, kind of like an amethyst or something. Okay.
1: Um, and so before we uh, have you decide, Rob, on which tie outfit you're going to wear, can you roll me condition? For the
0: first time in this game. Oh yeah. I should do that thing. Now condition is spirit spirit? No it is strength and spirit. Strength spirit. Okay. Yes. Well. One of those numbers is good. (laughs) Neither of them on the dice
1: were good. That's a three. A three? Okay. Uh, So for our audience. uh, Condition is a thing that's rolled. At the beginning of every day. Uh, we're kind of going to prominently at the beginning of every session because our days might go a bit long like they are now. And what condition does is if a 10 is rolled or higher, they get to increase their dice of one attribute by one size. So if it's a D4, it can become a D6 or a D6 to a D8 and so on. Now, Jacques, what is Jacques picking? Do you know? Do you need the roll to know? I don't. I don't um, think you need the roll. I don't know how rolling would work for that. Jacques
0: Jacques is definitely picking the party tie, which is the charcoal gray one. Nice. No, I'm kidding. I think he goes for the paisley one.
1: The the paisley one. The
0: floral one. The floral the one. Okay. Paisley floral one. Got
1: it. Yeah, that's I his like party that. tie. That that fits. That fits the colorfulness of heartbeats. So you were putting on this nice suit with a lovely floral tie. Uh, what is Charlene doing, and can Charlene also roll me condition?
2: Uh, Charlene will roll condition, um, but it's a D4 and a D6, which means she's very unlikely to ever get a ten or above. Uh, that is a seven.
1: Okay, but what is Charlene doing? Uh, getting how is how is Charlene getting ready for this uh, dinner? How does Charlene view this dinner?
2: Charlene is extremely nervous. Um, the way that she talked to Jacques, she really does think Astron is quite uh, shocking. Um, and reminds her a little bit of, like, this person she had a crush on when she was younger. Um, and just, she's very flustered. She doesn't really know what to do. And so she kind of just, like, sits herself down on the bed and goes, Okay, Charlene, you're gonna be fine. It's just dinner and a play with two people you've just met. There's no reason to be nervous. You're just gonna be yourself. She stands up and she is wearing a uh, a very prim, white-pressed blouse um, with a high-waisted black skirt um, and some just, like, black flats. Um, she is not at all colorful. Uh, there is just uh it, In her hair, there's a little, like, um, orange flower that she's kind of, like, tucked in behind one of her ears because she found it laying on the ground outside. And she's like, that's going to be my color. That's going to be, like, shows my personality. Um, So she's just literally, like, looks like a school marm, but doesn't really know what else to do and is too flustered to be adventurous.
1: Sounds like a very Charlene outfit, then.
2: Very much so.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, you two are... Sounds like y'all are ready uh, to head down to this tavern, uh, which you guys do not know the name of it yet. Um, you could ask Jeffrey uh, what this name of the tavern is so you can probably hopefully find it. And Jeffrey is, if, when you guys do decide to go down, he is sitting at his counter, sitting, leaning in his back, reading a book still as he was prior
0: Yeah, I think Jacques goes and knocks on um, Charlene's door and says, "Um, I'm just heading down whenever you're you're ready.
2: The door flies open. Okay, I think I'm ready. How's my flower look? Floral. Good, that's what I was going for. Uh, That's a a nice tie.
0: (laughs) Thank you, it's also floral. Y'all are matching.
2: Look Look at us (laughs) being matching.
0: I swear to God, you shippers, if you write that fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, so Jacques will head downstairs and he'll say, Oh, hi, Johnny. We're just going to head out. All right. It's cool. Where y'all heading? Y'all, y'all are dressed very nice. Dinner. Charlene, where, where are we headed, though, for dinner?
2: That's a good question. Um, I think we're headed to the the tavern. That way?
1: Uh, you see Jeffrey just nodding. He's like, oh, the tavern. Uh, yeah, that place is pretty cool. It's down the road. Has an odd name. I don't like it. Has a dumb animal. Oh, w- what's its name? The Inky Sheep. You guys have left the sheep's head in, and you are now standing in front of the, the doors with the sign above that says the Inky Sheep. Uh, which the which is plastered in white text uh, that's over a black sheep uh, it looks pretty nice it looks really cool so there's this, these big double doors that seem to be closed at the moment but you hear noises and stuff on the inside I head in alright so yeah so you guys walk into the inky sheep uh, it is a large establishment there's uh, like round tables in the center and booths off along uh, the right wall that, cur- that curves around to the door on the left-hand side, you see, like, the bar counter uh, with dr- drinks filling the shelves behind it. Uh, on opposite ends of the counter seem to be uh, doors that say in and out above it. Uh, and you see, you know, a waiter kind of going in one door. And you see the uh, someone else coming out the other door. Can you all give me a perception check? Both y'all say, oh, well, no, Rob, you cannot because you don't know what Astrin looks like. So, can okay. Charlene roll me a perception to try to find Astron in this not not super crowded um, tavern? It's not it's not overly crowded.
2: Okay, uh, it's a D six and D eight for next Oh no, um, Xander, <laughs> yeah, we got our first fumble.
1: Oh, so you rolled two ones?
2: I rolled two ones. All right. And I have so, no bonuses to perception.
1: Oh, what it matter! If you got a, uh, even if you had yep. bonuses, wouldn't wouldn't nope. change anything. It's a fumble. Um, so this is our first fumble, which is uh, super exciting. I was not expecting a fumble here. Uh, Neither so, was I. so you're like looking around at all this stuff, but instead of like looking at people, you're looking more at the decor of the room that really catches your eye, the decor of like the fully wooden interior uh the booths table and chairs are made of this like dark fine uh oak and you see like all these decorative signs of floral and all you're thinking of it's like oh my the the, your flower and your hair matches like the scenery because there's in every chair uh every wall every post has like floral uh artistic designs carved into it so jacques you can see uh, a woman kind of waving her hand in the in the center of the, the tavern you're in at one of the tables. Uh, she's waving y'all over, um, though Charlene doesn't seem to be noticing. Her gaze is actually has turned from the
0: front to kind of the right corner uh, where I, um, mm-hmm. I wave back um and make no attempts to move closer.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh the Charlene you you come out of your kind of stupor and stuff and you're kind of facing now the like right corner the the right back corner of the the building and you kind of start seeing like a bunch of papers and then you see um uh the man who's sitting at this like large booth table of papers it's uh Sven who's sitting at this table and he's just like looking at you with like kind of a skeptical look like what are you looking at kind of look um but you can now, you know, easily snap back and notice Astrin waving at you.
2: I'm going to give Sven this look of, ugh, you're here. And continually looking about the room and uh, spot Astrin. Oh, Chuck, There she is. There she is. Let's go.
0: Oh, the one I was waving to. Oh, I thought she just must have recognized me. Um, Okay.
2: Her name is Astron. So you may okay. want to add that to your list.
0: As- Astron. Astron. And he pulls a, a pen out of his breastcoat pocket and writes it on his hand. Nice. Oh, you didn't um, bring the
2: list with you. Uh, <laughs> Never mind. Did, mind.
0: Jock didn't bring the list with him. <laughs> so as you guys
1: approach, Astron's like, "Charlene, I'm glad you made it. Oh, come on, take a seat. It's gonna be a great evening. And who is this?" Your boyfriend?
2: Uh, no, actually, we we just met today on the train. This <sighs> is Jacques. Jacques, this is Astrin.
0: Nice to meet you, Jacques. Um, Jacques starts to reach across with one hand and then he pulls it back and brings it up to his face and extends the other one. And reading off the hand that he's brought up to his face, he says, it's nice to meet you too, Astrin. <laughs> and then he puts the hand down. Oh, you're you're a funny
1: little one. And she reaches her hand out now the the shake yours
0: Jacques uh shakes her hand um and it's kind of soft and gentle, like a bird. good say, like a canary.
2: I hate you so much. <laughs> uh, should we order food, or did you already uh
1: yeah, let's order um, I haven't ordered yet, N- don't worry, don't worry, um, and she'll like kind of rips her hand and snap her fingers. And start waving as uh she gets the uh barkeep's attention who you know just kinda like like does a head nod and walks over. Alright, so uh they have meat of of all kinds, really just a uh, horse and cow. Really the, the two only good kinds. And and uh or there's vegetables, and she looks over at, at you, uh Charlene. Like in, in case you you don't like meat, um. Whew, sorry, I'm a little bit uh, nervous. It's been a while since I got to uh, meet new people, and she just keeps like waving her hands like just in like circlets in front of her.
2: Uh, I I'll, I'll have the the vegetable dish. That sounds perfect.
0: Jock, I like cow. Um, I'll have cow.
1: Oh, great, great, great. And the barkeep who uh, is now now has approached your table. And she's like, Oh, Henry, Henry, this is Charlene and
0: Jake?
2: It's- Don't tell me she's also not good at names.
0: <laughs> actually, um, actually, and Jacques holds his hand up to his face again. Uh, actually, Astrid, my name is Jacques.
1: Oh, sorry, Henry, this is Jacques. Jacques well and she like does weird mouth movements and noises um trying to pronounce your name and seems not to be and um Jacques up the reaches up
0: to the bartender to shake his hand and says it's nice to meet you harry
1: he, lo- he looks <laughs> down at you you know he's a very tall big burly man he has like this big pot belly, and his big arms and hands uh reach down to you and grip your hand and he does it pretty tightly it doesn't hurt but you can tell like it, there there's a bit of force there and he's like
0: uh, nice to meet you, Jacques. So what what can I get everybody?
2: I'll have the vegetables, uh, please.
0: Uh, the beef. He, he
1: just stares and goes...
2: <sighs>
1: and just stares at Astrid, and she just has, like, this big, shitty grin. Okay. I get it. All right. So you want a salad. And you want a burger. Got it. And he looks at Astrid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you want the usual... She's like, "Yes, please, thank you." and he just like shakes his head and just walks away, <laughs> but you do hear kind of a little chuckle coming from him. He's just like, <laughs> and Ashton turns to both y'all and's like, so uh what what brings uh you
0: here uh Charlene and J- Jacques <laughs> Jacques um." pulls out a pen from his breast coat pocket and hands it across the table to um, Astrum and he says um, oh I wrote your name down and shows her his hand
1: oh yeah yeah and she writes (laughs) J-A-K like a capital Q E Uh, clearly not knowing how to spell your name (laughs) J-Q-W J-Q-W She's like, well, thank you, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, Charlene, and she, like, kind of turns her attention back to you. So what what brings you here again? I don't remember if I asked you. I'm sorry.
2: Uh, work, actually. Uh, I've been reassigned from my newspaper, uh, and I'm supposed to cover daily life in the country. You know, good feature pieces, interviews, what it's like to live in heartbeats here on near the border. Oh, that sounds
1: that sounds awesome. oh wow, there's there's always something going on here. There's always like a festival, or a celebration, or wow, there's a lot of festivals. <laughs> she like just looks <laughs> up in the sky like contemplating like, and she looks and like, uh, so, uh, where where are you gonna be working or do you have like. Uh, like a place you work? Or are you working from home? Like what's?
2: Well, I'm currently at the the Sheep's Head Inn, and I was actually hoping to find a, maybe a small office or a hut to work out of, but we kind of got sidetracked today and haven't made it there yet. So that's on my list for tomorrow.
1: Oh, um, so you don't have a a shop yet? Well, uh,
2: the paper didn't set up that part. Yet.
1: She kind of, like, uh, gets a bit of a curious face, gets a little bit of a, a devious smile in there. It's like, well, you know that shop uh, we were in front of earlier, that, that flower shop?
2: Yes, I remember.
1: You could, like, that would be perfect for your office. I mean, you know, writing a paper, you know, being in the middle of the town surrounded by those those wonderful flowers, being in the, the heart of heartbeats. <laughs>
2: Charlene really nervously goes up and kind of just like touches the flower in her ear and it like almost falls out so she has to like fix it and she goes (laughs) that actually would be really wonderful um maybe we can talk more later about it
1: yes and uh and she turns to Jock's like and Jock I I don't mean to be rude Uh, let me uh so what brought you to town like what was it also work
0: uh from from work yeah um uh I... feel like, cocks her head a needed, little bit. I needed a break. Uh, a permanent break, yes, from work.
1: Oh. Okay, well, so did you just, like, leave with, like, no notice, or did you go out in, like, a blaze of
0: glory? Um, a blaze of cake. <laughs> yeah, I... I uh... What? Okay, you have to tell me.
1: <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> um... I may have been promoted and in response threw cake at the boss of a large mega national corporation and stormed out of the building.
1: <laughs> what? So, you got promoted and so you threw cake and quit.
2: <laughs> Jacques, you haven't told me this story. It sounds fabulous and you can see the little notebook comes out and she start taking notes.
0: Um, oh, I I did mention it briefly on the train, but well, there's not much more story than that.
2: Not in this detail. You and I are gonna have to talk more later. Or we couldn't. Uh, or not. It's <laughs> <That's> fine.
0: <laughs> well, well. And she looks
1: at her hand. Shock. Um. Well, I'm sure you could find work here, or rather, not work. Maybe stay away from the bakery, though. We don't need you showing their wonderful
0: cakes. Like, they're great. Don't do that, please. Oh, I I quite like cake actually. And um and on <laughs> on Jack's hand under the word Astron, he grabs his pen and writes, "Has forbidden me from going to bakery." <laughs> so um, Astron, tell me yeah. um what what do you do in the town? How long have you been here? Oh, I've lived outside of uh, town my whole life. Um,
1: I work with the uh, the old herbalist, and I mostly deliver medicines. That's why I'm here in town. I was delivering stuff today. Jacques, real quick, can you roll me an insight check?
0: That's a nine.
1: That's a nine. It's a nine.
0: Okay, so you w- when she
1: says um, her her statement. Uh, you you feel like she is telling the truth, but that one part feels off, and you don't know what specific statement felt off.
0: Um, Jacques, I think, just nods at that, like he's not going to pull. He's not. He's not inquisitive enough to want to pull someone out on that.
1: Yeah. So moments later, uh, your food gets set down in front of you by uh, one of the wait waitresses. Really, so far, the only waitress you have uh, actually scene she has a name tag that says kimberly on it she goes uh here y'all go uh sorry for the the wait she sets down uh the food like everybody's food in the wrong order so uh, charlene you get a burger Jacques, you get um like the the salad astronaut does get her food which is just a big pile of ice cream well is there anything else i can get y'all
0: um no thank you kimberly
2: yeah that's that's good uh, is the show gonna start soon
0: oh yeah it should be starting any minute uh they're just
1: getting ready you know it takes it takes them a while
2: sure mm. thanks uh, kimberly yeah
1: she nods and starts walking away and at that moment is when like the lights kind of start uh going down and Ashron's like shh, oh, shh, it's starting it's starting this is my favorite part
2: and oh. as the lights start to dim, Charlene will take the two plates and swap them.
1: <laughs> so on the stage, you see a bunch of translucent, ethereal blue images that are taking the shape of trees and bushes and uh, in a house off in the off in the background. Everything kind of f- appears flat, though. I um, mean, coming on stage that you see initially is a gray uh, old womanly figure and a little girl flying in circles. We start this store in the forest. The king has asked his two trusted friends, the Farm Mage and the Flower Whisperer. These two have been sent to check on the old crone in the woods, who hasn't come to deliver medicine to the kingdom in weeks. The two come across a clearing, seeing a grey old woman and a purple little girl who seems to be flying a broom in glee around the old crone.
2: I'm the Flower Whisperer. Oh look! Over there! Watch out, Farm Mage! She's coming right for you!
0: I am the Farm Mage, and yes she is! Watch out!
2: Ah, Help me!
0: As the Farm Mage, I have two strong arms and I will catch you! Uh,
2: Thank you! Good catch, Farm Mage!
0: Are you alright, little girl?
2: I'm fine! Thank you.
1: you! Can you set me down? No! Okay, well, can you take me to the old crone?
0: Yes, that I can do.
2: Oh, look, over on the other side of the clearing. It's the old crone. Hello there. The old crone? Yes,
1: that is I. Why are you here?
0: I am the farm mage. The king has asked me to ask you. Where is that medicine at?
2: And I am the flower whisperer. Why have you not sent word back as to why the medicine is delayed? Oh, the medicine? I f- I've
1: forgot I've been so busy with-, with her that I haven't had time.
2: If you could watch
1: her, I will go and deliver the medicine right away.
2: Goodbye, old crone. Thank you. Come here, little one. Let's go see the fireworks tonight. The fireworks? Do I get to the walk there? I think perhaps we'll use the broom. Or
0: oh, my two strong arms! So our
1: heroes, the Far Mage and the Flower whisper, take the Little Witch to the Kingdom, where a wondrous festival is being held. Though our heroes felt confident watching over the Little Witch, they had no idea that they should have been watching out for. Dun dun
0: dun!
1: So, the scenes over and the curtains close um around the the stage did did
0: did he just say dun dun dun
2: yeah, out loud It's, it's,
0: it's not I don't know what's going on is it, Jacques turns to Astrin and he says, "Is this like a local story, or is there uh, is there more to this because I feel like there's assumed knowledge here
1: <laughs> um." So Ashton is just like kind of clapping a little bit and she looks at you. She has like this big, bright, warm smile on her face as if this is like the happiest thing for her. And she's like, yeah, it's a story that's been passed down for like decades. Apparently it's based on something that happened at some festival. I don't really remember which one exactly. But it happened like 50 years ago. And it's one of my favorite stories. I've been told it ever, ever since I was a little girl. Like, I, I've heard it so much that I've basically c- could have been there. Hmm. Okay.
0: Um, okay. uh Well, if, if I have any questions, if I get lost at all, do you mind if I just ask you to fill me in? Um. Oh, absolutely. I can tell you everything about it. Well, as a starting point, what? What's a farm mage
1: <laughs> she she cracks up laughing, and uh as she's about to like open her mouth to speak, um a figure kind of looms behind you, uh Jacques, and you can kind of feel the presence uh behind mm. you just because your chair actually gets kind of scuffed a little bit it's as if someone kind of not like kicked it but kind of like nudged it you know if you kind of like went like a little tap. Mm. Um, Charlene, you see, uh, Sven standing, um, behind Jacques.
2: Hello, Sven. What brings you to our table?
1: Hey, um, I just came here to apologize about earlier. I was in a hurry. You know, it's no excuse. I hope that we can make up, and I was hoping that I could offer y'all around the drinks, and he, kind of tries to put on a smile, but you can tell, like, it's strange to him. Like, he's he's not used to smiling.
2: (laughs) I'll tell you what, Sven. You give these two lovely people some drinks, and you owe me an interview about why you're here and what the dig is about.
1: Uh, he takes the, the empty fourth seat that's next to Jacques, and he goes... Sure, how about now? And uh a waitress comes and sets drinks out for all four of y'all.
2: Perfect. Sven, tell us a little bit more about this uh excavation site that you're here for. What is it and why is it important?
1: Ooh, excavation site, uh Ashton, like says kind of excited. Her attention is directly on to Sven. He's like, uh yeah. Um how can I how can I start this? Well, I'm an archaeologist and I'm here researching uh the Lost Era?
0: Um, I'd like to roll history on that to know what he's talking about. Yeah, do do that. That's a ten.
1: A ten. Nice. Uh yeah, so you know, Jacques. But the Lost Era is a 2,000-year gap of history. So, written history and any memory or stories have been lost. There's nothing but old, uh, decrepit ruins where any actual information or art or anything written has been gone or weathered away. And no one knows what happened in this 2,000-year time frame. There are some archaeologists who believe... That in this 2000 year gap, there is a civilization that uh, spanned over the whole continent. Just a single civilization of, you know, humans, elves and dwarves in some fourth race that you don't know the name of. But you have heard that there might have been a fourth race from ruins from what you've what you've heard around. Mm
0: hmm.
1: But these all seem to be speculation and hearsay between the higher folks. You probably heard it at some of your larger business meetings with some of your uh your bosses and the your clientele.
0: Yeah, that's definitely where I heard it.
2: Yeah. Xander. <laughs> <laughs> Charlene would like to roll Insight because he seems a little nervous and she's not sure if it's coming from the way she's presenting herself or if it's a bad time. She's not really sure what's going on.
1: Okay, yeah. Definitely roll Insight to to get an Insight on him.
2: Okay. Uh, Insight is Spirit plus Spirit and I get a plus one from being a human. That is a nine.
1: So yeah, so in that a brief moment after he says that his uh, research is about the lost era. You can tell that he's waiting for some kind of insult or backlash as if he has said this before and has been insulted about it, like laughed at, uh, because the study of the lost era seems to be pointless to most people. Like, ah, it doesn't matter. No, there's nothing to study because there's nothing there to study.
2: That's a fascinating time period, Sven. Uh, what makes you think that heartbeats is a place to come explore the lost era
1: so you can both see this because it's pretty clear on his face like he actually gets a genuine smile it doesn't seem forced he's like uh it is actually a really interesting time most people don't think that there's you know much anything else to the study of that like you know time period the gap of history uh but There are some ruins that indicate that there was a fourth, that there was a fourth race, something that came about in the Lost Era. And Heartbeats, I'm pretty sure, might be a site for this race, which if I can discover more evidence, like actual evidence, not only do I get to like, you know, go down in history for us. But I get to name them. And he seems to be just overly glee about this. Astron is so, just like nodding.
2: So there's a. Supposed fourth race. During the lost era. And it doesn't have a name. It seems odd.
1: Well. A lot of people think. My thoughts. That there's a fourth race is. Crazy. Uh, so uh, I'm. Uh, I would what you would be called a outsider in my community. My peers do not uh exactly think the same way as I do.
2: Well, I suppose Heartbeats draws all sorts of people. Glad to have met you, Sven. I might have some more questions for you later, but this this is a pretty good start for an article. Thank you.
0: Um Jacques reaches a hand over and pats. Um, Sven on the shoulder and he says um, I I know what it's like To feel like an outsider Sometimes for um, Pushing Against The trend or Culture of those around you Um, Those who say That things Have to stay the way they always Have Um, My family Was a lot like that I totally understand where you're coming from, Stan.
1: Sven. And he puts a hand on, on your shoulder too, so you're like kind of crossing arms a little bit. He's like, Here here. And he grabs his uh beer mug and raises it to have a toast with you. Raises cup, you clash it, and it seems like a really nice moment. And the just goes just leans over to Charlene and goes, I ship him. And that's when that is when the lights uh, dim and the curtains open once again to the play we now find ourselves in the bustling streets of the festival following two figures the hunter garbed in a red hood and a sword strapped on his back followed by the scout dressed in black leather with a crossbow on her belt We follow these two as they plan something devious for our heroes.
0: I am
2: the scout. Friend Hunter, I have to tell you something secret. You have to tell me something secret. Let's go into this alley and then we can talk.
0: Oh yes, alleyways. I like them. So friend Hunter, I saw the little witch as she came into the festival.
2: You saw her. She's here. She's here. Well, that's very fortunate for us. Perhaps we shall complete this after all.
0: Yes. So here is my plan. I think we should spend 10 to 20 years building a railroad, then tie her to the railroad and run her over with a train.
2: I don't know if she will be here or 10 in 20 years. Besides... I don't like trains.
0: Oh, I don't like them either. Okay, new plan. We should take her to the river and then hold her slightly underwater for about ten seconds. Then when she tries to come back up, we'll push her back down for another ten seconds. Then when she comes up for air, we'll let her get a small amount of air. But then we'll push her down for another ten seconds and very slowly drown her.
2: I don't think the plan was to kill her. Just get her out of town.
0: Oh. What if we started with some explosives and we... no.
2: I don't think we have any explosives, but you've given me an idea. Perhaps we kidnap her while they're watching the fireworks. And that way they won't hear her. And she screams while we take her out of town!
0: That's funny, I like that. Let's do that.
2: <laughs>
1: it seems the hunter and the scout have planned to foil the evening of our heroes.
2: Yes, we have.
1: <laughs> uh. <clears throat> A day filled with such wonder
0: and fun, ending with such brutality. (laughs) End scene.
1: Um, Curtains close and the lights rise up. Sven excused himself from the middle of the the play. Ground stable and he doesn't seem to be around the bar anymore it looks like he packed up and left though as the curtains close and stuff you do hear a child who is only like a two two tables head he's closer to the stage that's there and he's sitting with a like so this child looks like he's like maybe like six or seven the woman he's with seems to be like in her like like early 20s maybe late teens uh, and this child is just clapping and just giggling and is just being a little bit loud. And you see this um, woman just kind of go like, shh shh Like you can you don't really hear it, but you can see like like she's trying to shush him a little bit, like get him to calm down. See, everyone in this town loves this story. It's it's uh, it's great. Well, what do you what do you two think of it? Like, it's good, right?
2: It's certainly a local slice of culture.
0: Was she, that was that s- scout a real person? Uh,
2: I mean, it it wasn't it, the actor is real, is that what you mean, Jock?
0: I mean, I don't believe this is based on a true story.
1: <laughs> uh Ashton's face goes from like her, the the genuine smile to kind of flat. No, it happened. Don't you say that again. And she looks not pissed
0: but not happy for sure she seems very agitated oh uh, I'm sorry I don't I didn't mean to cause offense I just uh, I've studied um for a brief while formally um at theater and this just seems so comedic well yeah they're taking liberties with the story would you want it to be Dark, scary, and brutal? I guess you're right. I do tend to prefer heartwarming slice-of-life stories about ordinary people in extraordinary places. Dark probably wouldn't be as good a story.
1: See, I'm glad we can agree on that. Wink. (laughs) Uh, Her (laughs) smile comes in. You guys hear, actually, really loudly, um, just this big, like, bang from behind Charlene and Astrin, uh for Jacques it's in front of you from how y'all are sitting at the table uh, when y'all whip around you see this like big burly stout dwarf who's sitting at like the bar his hand uh, on on the bar his fist on the bar with splinters and wood like shot up around it and you hear the, the woman who's sitting next to him just going Ramirez don't be breaking the bar again! This is why you don't drink past five.
0: Um Jacques is not gonna interject himself in the scene, he's just gonna sort of watch. Is Charlene going to do anything?
2: Charlene will turn to Astron. Is he often like that? Ramarez?
1: Uh yeah, yeah. Uh the, the little bit I, I've met of of the uh, what is he? He's the, I think he's the blacksmith. Not entirely sure. I know he has a little bit of anger issues. And as she says that, you just uh, clearly see if y'all are still looking at uh, the man. You see him just swivel around his chair, hands fly in the air, and he's like,
0: Y'all are just a bunch of
1: idiots. I don't even to take this. And he jumps off his stool, though you see the motion of him trying to jump but, like, he pushes his legs down as if he was touching the ground, which he's clearly not. And he just flies forward with stool coming with him onto the ground, faced first. And he's like, it's BUNCH OF IDIOTS! CAN'T EVEN MAKE A STOOL! And the, the woman who like told him to like you know hush down. It's just like, Ramirez, you made the stool. Nah. and he stands up and he's like,
0: I. Nah.
1: Uh, do y'all wanna? Like Astron is kind of cracking up,
0: laughing. Jacques um, Jacques turns to Astron and says. It it's a good thing uh, that you deliver medicine to the town. I feel like he probably um needs it pretty often, huh?
1: Well, <clears throat> Astrin. <laughs> Jacques, I don't think I have any medicine that'll help him. <laughs> he's a he's a special kind of kind of individual. <laughs> you go, Ramirez! Yeah, <laughs> she's just cheering on this belligerent behavior. <laughs> Um, does Charlene do anything? Her,
2: she's just taking lots of notes.
1: Okay. Well, she's taking
2: notes about Ramirez and that he's a blacksmith and that he has an anger management problem and he fell off a stool and this is the filler piece for you know page five.
1: <laughs> for page five. Um, so he, he, as he's standing up, he's just like, <sighs> and he just starts walking like. Not like not wobbling in the sense of like his movements, but his body is kind of wobbling. Like his he's walking in a perfectly straight line, but his body's like wiggling, waggling, his arms flailing as he do- does not really walk through the like open the door more so that he just breaks down the door. And he just walks into the night and like you know, stands up and gets off her stool and, and leaves and the lights once again dim after this incident and the curtains open up for the next scene after an exciting chase through the town and with the help of the king our heroes captured the hunter and the scout saving the little witch we draw open the curtain once again in the forest the king dressed in gold leaving with his azure knights and our heroes bidding farewell to the Little Witch and the Old Crone.
2: I am the Flower Whisperer, and I am so sad to say goodbye to both the Old Crone and the Little Witch. Goodbye! (laughs) (laughs) Will we ever see you
1: again?
0: I am the Farm Mage, and with my two strong arms I guarantee you will see us again.
1: The Old Crone? will approach you and bestow you these
0: gifts to each of you
1: to you farm mage this handle made of wood may it strengthen you thank you i like handles and for you flower whisper this case of scrolls may it put your mind at ease
2: oh how wonderful thank you Goodbye. Goodbye.
1: And that concludes our story of the Little Witch and the Hunters. Please give a round of applause for our actors and have a wonderful night. So the lights once again rise, the curtains close, and the many actors have stepped around uh, the curtain. None of them looking like they're uh, illusionary portrayals. And they are all bowing. Uh, the kid in the front row is is super clapping. The woman with him is clapping as well. Everybody in the bar is kind of clapping. Ashrin is just literally going, Whoa, yeah, all right! <laughs> and just clapping like she's the... She's clearly standing out. She's the most enthusiastic of what's happening. Everyone's like politely clapping. She's as if she's like seen like a boy band
0: perform. And um, Jacques Jacques looks across at her and there's tears welling up in his eyes. And he says, (laughs) I I get it now. That was so beautiful. I know, right?
1: And she, like, like, is clearly wiping uh, tears from her eyes, like, with her, with her giant smile. Shirley, what, what did you think?
2: It's great, right? That's pretty good. That gives a really good sense of heartbeats and your history. Where the town comes from. I think it's pretty perfect. And you can see that she's not crying, but she's trying really hard to be as <laughs> feely as the other two people she's around.
0: <laughs> what's Sven doing
2: what? Sven left
1: yeah so oh, yeah, okay. Sven, Sorry, Sven left he he left in the middle of act two
0: okay two yeah okay So I space for a second and had this mental injury of him also tearing up um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh rest assured somewhere he, else he would town. be rolling his eyes and just being like this is not cool <laughs> this is not yeah, yeah. cool okay, and he'd cool, be cool, hiding cool. that one tear <laughs> so Ashton looks at you and she's like well I I do have to get going. Um I don't I don't need to be going to the woods, you know, too late at night, you know. Um But uh J- Charlene, we we uh, I mean, where where are you staying so I can, you know, uh send you a message so we can like meet up next time I'm in town?
2: Um you know, I'll be around. I'm I'm if it's okay, I'll set up shop in in the flower shop um that your friend had. Or you can find me at the Sheep's Head Inn. They told me the rooms weren't... The, you know, housing wasn't quite ready yet. So I'll probably be in one of those places.
1: Uh, As soon as you say, like, the Sheep's Head, she kind of glares a little bit uh, for a moment. It's, It's clearly visible to both of you, and she's just like, Oh, so you have to deal with Jeffrey? Yeah, Jeffrey.
2: He's not so bad, right? I mean... He's a little weird, but so's everything here.
1: And I took him to see this and he didn't even shed a tear. He didn't he didn't show anything. Like this piece of history just did not touch him. Like that man has no maybe, soul.
2: Maybe history isn't his thing. I'm sure I'll find out what makes him tick. Don't you worry.
1: Uh she smiles at that. Well, I do have to get going and she, you know, stands up really quickly.
2: Astrin. Yeah. I will say you're a lot more fun than he is and I would love to hang out again sometime soon. Just let me know when you're in town.
1: Uh her her eyes sparkle. And I I don't mean like just a little sparkle. I mean literally they they sparkle around like little fireworks. She grasps both her both your hands and hers and goes, "That would be lovely. I would love to and she she just gets all like flustered and she's like I, I i gotta go and she just like runs out just through through the busted door
2: see jacques i told you the most beautiful woman in the world how are you not crying <laughs>
0: Thanks for dropping by Heartbeats. That was a good time, huh? If you want to keep the good times rolling, you can contact us at Twitter at HeartbeatsCast. You can contact our wonderful storyteller at Adept You can find the wonderfully talented Jazz at Orange Like Jazz. And you can find Humble or Me at Potentially Rob. Oh, and go have a look at our fancy new website at HeartbeatsCast.com. Lastly, If you've liked the show so far, we'd love it if you'd go to iTunes and like, rate, and review us. It would mean a bunch. Bye, friend.